0: Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Khadija Ali Coleman, and I am presenting to you another speaker. And so I be, before I even dig in um, and allow her to introduce herself, I would like to say that I'm very pleased um for this guest to be able to share her experiences with you. I've had the privilege of interacting with her virtually um, over the course, I'd say almost two years of a Facebook group that she has been a moderator for, and hopefully she'll tell us a little bit about that. Um, But she's a rich source of a wealth of, um, of information as a veteran homeschooling parent. And so without further ado, uh, before I talk you to death. And allow- I want to allow her to introduce herself and tell you a little bit about herself before we um, jump in into the question that she's going to
1: answer today. Okay, I'm so happy to be here today. And hello to you and <laughs> um, to the listeners. My name is Phyllis Smith Asanyanbe. Um, I've been homeschooling since my son was um, six years old. I would say probably, I'd say even before that. Uh, because I did a lot of teaching um, at home before he went to preschool. Uh, My son is now 20 years old, um, and although that's older to be finishing high school, my son has special needs. Um, So he is, um, or he was diagnosed as um, having Asperger's syndrome, which is a form of autism, high functioning autism, high intelligence, but um, that along with Uh, challenges, Um, challenges like anxiety, um, social deficits, I would say um, developmental delays. And a lot of people don't realize that even high functioning autistic people have those issues. So he's finishing up high school this year. Um, If he were in public school, he would have until he was, I believe, age 22 to finish high school, okay? Um, So I've been homeschooling for a long time. It started, it wasn't like a burning desire of mine to homeschool. That was not my plan at all. Uh, My plan was to possibly send my son to public school, um, work part-time so I'd be available if there were school events and so forth, but it just didn't work out that way. You know, um, he did about uh, one and a half years of public school pre-K. He did private school kindergarten, which he did very well. Uh, But in first grade, he went to um, uh, a public school, a magnet school, and he had complaints about the work being too easy. Um, But then he had also had these other issues going on, which later on I found out were um, symptomatic of autism, okay? Um, so, after um, a few attempts um, at getting him into the right school, I just decided that I'd probably be better off homeschooling. Um, it's been a it's been a journey. Um, I think that um i I know I have a unique perspective uh, because I have a child who's two e, which I'll explain what that means. Uh, it means twice exceptional, um, uh, meaning a child is cognitively gifted, yet they have, they might have a learning disability or some other type of disability. So that's why they're called twice exceptional. They're exceptional because of the fact that they're gifted, but they're also exceptional because of the fact that they have this learning disability or challenge. Um, It's been quite a journey. Um, I've done a lot of uh, different methods of trying to homeschool. Um, I started off doing um, the Chicago Virtual Charter School uh, because I just didn't think that I could homeschool. I just didn't, um, I didn't know a lot about it. But I just felt like it would be a good environment for him to learn from home. Um, so after about trying that for about two weeks, um, I realized that it did, it wasn't going to work. He was not one for like sitting in front of the computer. Um, he expressed very boldly how he felt about things um and and so I was like okay let me try something else didn't have a lot of money didn't have um curriculum at that time I just started off like okay well I'll get some workbooks from the Dollar Tree store and I'll get some books from the library um and you know we'll we'll do that until I can figure out what I'm going to do uh so finally I found some kind of curriculum online and um one day, my son told me that it was B-O-R-I-N-G. <laughs> so he spelled he spelled it out for me. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, this is not going to work either. Um, so, uh, you know, I tried a lot of different things, but I would say that um, I ended up being an eclectic homeschooler. You know, just uh, using what worked. At one point, I tried unschooling. Um, that worked, but... Um, I don't know. I just didn't feel, um, I guess I'm more of a traditional type of person. So I just felt like, well, what if, what if he'll be missing something, you know, or what if he doesn't get something that he needs? And so that's when I, I just kind of chose the eclectic route and that worked for us. Uh, so that's where I, I have uh, been with homeschooling. I've worked with the public schools when homeschooling. Um, a lot of parents don't know that even though your child is being homeschooled, depending on where you live, they might be able to get some services through the public school system. Um, I was able to get uh, speech therapy for my son through the public schools. And he went to speech therapy from the time he had started when he was in pre-K. And he, he had speech therapy from the time he was three and a half until he was about 12 years old.
0: Do you uh, mind saying um, where you are, what state that's in?
1: Um, I'm in Illinois I don't I don't live in Chicago anymore but at that time I was in Chicago and um, in um, Chicago you can work with the public schools even though your child is homeschooled the services that you get may not be as much as if they were enrolled in public school but you can get some services and the speech therapy was good for him Um, and and when I felt like um, they said well he's reached his goals I felt like he needed a little bit more. I was able to still get more speech therapy through um private resources through Medicaid, which I didn't even realize that that was a possibility, you know. And so um I he was able to go to like a very good um uh therapist through Lurie Children's Hospital. So, yeah. So there are a lot of services that are available that I think that people just don't know. Exists because they don't know the laws um, about homeschooling for their state.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that that shows how um, when you inform yourself, there's a wealth of, of information that you can find because a lot of times we do go by what someone in another state has told us virtually is and take that as the rule um, of homeschooling, but not realizing that there are different policies and laws that govern each state and yes each, and even more specific um, cities and counties within states I've, I've um, in other interviews and just in my research I've found just how disparate policies can be even within a state you know yeah
1: I, I you know I think that um, you know it all depends on where you live you know if you live say in a, a suburb that's affluent and there are high property taxes and the schools are really great, you're probably going to get better services than if you live in a um, maybe an urban area and, um, you know, low income, you know, mm-hmm. you're just not going to get the same thing. But I but I think one thing you have to learn how to do is be an advocate for your child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times when I would um, try to get services, they would try to convince me, well, you know, he, he needs to come back to school. I'm like, no, he really doesn't. He just needs he had an articulation disorder right. oh, um, and he also had a, 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 a something on an, an issue with pragmatics, which is um, when a child is on the autism spectrum uh, who is verbal, say he, my son is highly verbal, meaning that, you know, he can speak, he has a large vocabulary. He doesn't like to talk, but he can. Right. Um, and um, they use language a little in, sort of in an odd way. They sort of sound, um, uh, very formal when they speak mm-hmm. um they don't know how to make that switch between being informal and being formal i mean the speech therapist helped him with all of those things mm-hmm. and you know he's doing very well now
0: right doesn't it also um apply to their ability to read a subtext and just the unspoken to pick up on those things that
1: yes and, look, and, look, and speech therapists try to help with that you mm-hmm. know the nonverbal. My son still has issues with, um, uh, body language. And I think most people on the spectrum do, uh, but, um, it's, um, a lot better than it used to be. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, and also he had a lot of other therapies, uh, outside of the public school where I, whereas I realized once I found out I could get services through Medicaid, I mean, he had, um what we call uh they called it uh play therapy but it's behavioral therapy mm-hmm. um at one point he had occupational therapy so he's had a lot of therapy and it's 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 brought him to a good place you know i mean it's taking him longer to do things not because of his intellect but just because of other issues that go along with um being an autistic person uh but i think he's doing quite well
0: yeah That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that because so often the hesitancy that some parents um, have, especially parents with special needs children, is how can they be supported during the homeschooling journey if their child is exceptional and requires um, outside of just academic and life skills um, learning or Cultural training or what have you that they also may need some of the things that you mentioned and I think that you're such a wonderful um, wealth of knowledge because you you have this experience that is outside of what people th- Think of as a traditional homeschool, which is really um, No, it, there is no traditional homeschooling. It's really based on the dynamic of your family and your family needs and um, mm-hmm. Before we jump jump into the question, I know this is uh, largely due to you being a humble person, and you know, but can you just share with us a little bit about what you've done um, as the group that you, I know that you've stepped back a bit as moderator, but Mm -hmm. um, during the two years that I've witnessed you, you know, you share the resources in this group. Can you talk about the group that you've moderated, and if there's any other um, groups that you have um, put together, organ or, you know um, okay moderate for
1: okay um, for a while I was moderating um, African American single parent homeschoolers I felt like um, once I saw where th- the group had started long ago it was a Yahoo list and then it's kind of disappeared and then I saw where um, uh, someone uh, had sort of revived the group and I started uh, participating, I just felt like it was important to share resources um, because everybody doesn't have um, a ton of money to buy curriculum. Some people are putting their own curriculum together. Uh, Some people are using the library. I mean, like Malcolm X said, by whatever means necessary, (laughs) you know, so I just felt like, you know, over the years, I don't know, I would spend hours on the internet looking for things that would work for my son. So I was like, well, I should share those things with people. I should let them um, know uh, what is available out there. You know, a lot of times when you're a novice homeschooler and maybe you don't have a network or maybe where you live, there is no group. um, You sort of like the online group is sort of like your lifeline. You know, um, when I was homeschooling my son, uh, we participated in a couple of groups, but it was never anything that was... Uh, very consistent. So I just started using community resources, Mm -hmm. which I think he's actually better off because of that, because he learned how to interact with people who were homeschooled and people who were not homeschooled. I mean, he would go to a lot of uh, programs at the Park District with public school kids. So we would go at the time when kids got out of school and he would participate in things like uh, basketball and, and dance class and art class and At one point, I take him to the library every day after school. And he would like he was like an expert at doing this Minecraft and Roboblocks. And so this would be like a social outlet for him. He would show the other kids like how to up their game. I mean, and that made him feel good about himself. Like, you know, he he was knowledgeable. He could also interact with the other kids. It was just a, a very good experience. So Um, On um, African-American single-parent homeschoolers, I wanted to share some of those um, things with other people so they would know, like, you don't have to necessarily have, um, uh, some people think you have to have a lot of money to homeschool. You don't. Um, The truth is that most of the time when I was homeschooling my son, we were living in poverty. And part of that was because of my decision to not go out and get a job. I was working from home, but work was rather... Uh, It wasn't always consistent, Mm -hmm. uh, but I felt like it would be worth um, the sacrifice because I didn't want my son to end up being a statistic. Mm. You know, that was my, that was always my fear. Like, um, if I put him in school, which I tried, I did, I tried at first grade level, third grade level fifth, sixth, seventh. It never lasted for more than a couple of months. You know, even at at one point he had told me, I want to go back to school. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to honor that. You know, he's his own person. I've always taught him to be his own person. And then after a couple of months, he's like, mom, (laughs) I don't want to be here anymore. I'm like, you don't have to be. Okay. So I just had to make myself available. So I think a lot of people Uh, Just don't realize that you don't have to have a lot of money to homeschool, but you do have to know how to find resources.
0: That's wonderful. Like you've so just in full transparency to our listeners, our viewers, that was the question that you were going to ask. What is the truth about Black family homeschooling that folks should know? You've shared so many truths. So, do you have a, a a closing truth? to share with the audience in our last five minutes, um, because from what I'm hearing from you is that the homeschooling journey can be unique. The homeschooling journey can be done if you have a child who is special needs the homeschooling journey can be done even when living within low with low income because it's about the resources that you as a parent um, discover and, and initiate and create for your child you also have shared the truth that it's possible to to create your own curriculum even if you go in thinking that you need to draw from a curriculum that's already in existence you have the ability to curate and to create your own curriculum so I'm telling you have given us <laughs> oh, already answered the
1: question.
0: You've the... given us so... I talk too much. <laughs> no, that isn't that's not even possible. And that's why I'll just let you because I'm like, this is some good stuff. So just in closing, what would probably be that fifth truth that you would like folks to know about black family homeschooling?
1: Um, I would say to not um to not negate things that you read or that you find online that maybe the people are not Black, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they write a blog or they have something, you know, to share. I mean, I, I look at it like um, with anything, you, you can uh, eat the fish and spit out the bones, mm-hmm. okay? So what doesn't work for you, you don't have to use. But if it's a good idea, you know, you can use it, you can modify it. You know, if they're talking about, you know, making a history game or whatever, well, you can modify that game and make it, you know, an African history mm-hmm. game. You know, I mean, you have to you have to uh, think creatively about things. Um, something else I would say is that the Homeschool Legal Defense Association is an excellent source of homeschooling information. If you want to know the laws that pertain to your mm-hmm. state if you want to know they have something on their website about struggling uh learners they're talking about you know children who have challenges or disabilities now i I will i will add this i don't agree with their um it's a conservative evangelical white association Mm -hmm. i'm a christian but i'm i'm not that kind of christian Mm -hmm. so i don't agree with some things that they may say or do but i just you know use them as a resource just like I would anything else. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not a member I'm not a um you know I don't advocate telling people you should become a member although they they do help you if you have legal situations mm-hmm. um but they have a lot of good information on their um website uh up to date information mm-hmm. about like when when homeschooling laws change um when the laws that say what age your child uh should be in school the compulsory age laws change. They have all of that on their website, and the, it's very up to date, up to the minute information. So um, I would just say use whatever resources are out there and modify them for yourself.
0: Thank you so much for that. You yes.
1: you gave us five, five and one. So. <laughs> five and one. Okay. So. so
0: thank you, thank you so much for being with us. Um, mama phyllis and um, thank you thank you for the continued work that you continue to do in our community um you're such a valued resource and thank you for listening um and for watching this uh speaker um episode and for any additional questions we have all we will have miss phyllis's information contact information um if you do need to interact with her directly. But also feel free to watch our other speakers as well um, so that on Friday, July 24th, when we have our virtual conversations, you can join us to discuss any of the issues that you have heard in our speaker series. Um, Whether you wanna talk about what uh, Ms. Phyllis identifies as being a truth about family homeschooling or would like to add your own truth, we encourage you to take part. As a reminder, from July 20th to July 23rd, we will continue to be sharing um, these wonderfully informative talks with our speakers so that on Friday, July 24th, you'll be able to contribute to the breakout sessions that revolve around the three questions that are found on our website. If you have additional information or would like to talk, um, Contact, contact us directly, please feel free to do so at homeschoolingbook at gmail.com. Thanks again for being part of our Teach teaching. Have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.